3: Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Republic Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, August 30th, 2014. This show is live every Saturday from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to midnight Central Time. We have a great show lined up for you tonight. As always, we're going to be continuing to cover the extended Cosmic Abandonment presentation that I've been covering for the last many weeks here on What on Earth is Happening. Cosmic Abandonment is a presentation that explores the interconnections between the interference theory of human origins, as I like to call it, and the current human condition. So tonight we'll be continuing that presentation on the air. I'll be taking calls in the third hour of the show, as I've been doing for the past several weeks. The call-in number to join us, I'll give right here at the top of uh, the first hour, if you want to call in and get in the caller queue. Uh, once again, I'll be taking calls in hour number three of the show tonight. The call-in number to join us on the air is toll-free 800 Three one three nine four four three. 313 9443 Once again, the toll-free number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. I do have a couple of quick event announcements before we get started with the material for this evening. I will be giving a live all-day seminar on Saturday, October 4th, 2014 from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m called Demystifying the Occult. This will be taking place at the Manchester History Center at 175 Pine Street in Manchester, Connecticut, 06040. There is free parking at the Manchester History Center for those of you who will be coming from out of town for this event. I'll read a brief description of this one-time-only live all-day seminar. Mark Passio, the no-nonsense teacher of streetwise spirituality, will take his guests on a journey of exploration, examining the world of the occult and its symbols. What exactly is the occult? Why should you know about it? What kind of knowledge comprises the occult? Who possesses such knowledge and how do they use it? How is occultism different from mysticism? what can the secret language of symbolism communicate how is symbolism being used in our everyday lives these topics and more I will explore in this all day seminar demystifying the occult in the second half of the seminar I'll be breaking down some of the esoteric symbolism in the major arcana of the tarot deck as a case study in occult symbolism also in this seminar Uh, I just thought I'd mention, I'll be going into some um, NRO symbolism as well. That's kind of like a little added bonus. I'll be uh, looking into some of the occult symbolism of the National Reconnaissance Office, which is a division of the Department of Naval Intelligence here in the United States. Advanced tickets for this all-day seminar, only $25, a $25 donation can be sent by check or money order payable to Arthur Capozzi. That's Arthur Capozzi, C-A-P-O-Z-Z-I, the last name is spelled, at 500 Monroe Turnpike, Suite 142, in Monroe, Connecticut, 06468. At the door tickets for this seminar, only a $30 cash donation if you prefer to get your tickets live the day of the event at the door. Okay so that's the first event announcement. Uh, Secondly, I'd like to uh, tell everyone once again there will be a Free Your Mind conference coming up in 2015. Uh, I am no longer the main event organizer as I was for the first two Free Your Mind conferences. I've uh, told people that I've stepped down from that capacity as the event organizer. I've handed that off to others who uh, helped with the event previously. And um, they are currently planning Free Your Mind 3 in 2015. I don't have a venue right now. I don't have a um, uh, confirmed set of dates. Um, I've been told that it is more likely than not going to stay in late April. Um, That could change, but right now it looks like that's going to be around the time period. But I don't have any more specifics. All I know is that it is confirmed that there will be a Free Your Mind 3 conference in 2015. More likely than not at the end of April. Again, don't hold me to that. That could change. But if you want to check out more details that will be forthcoming, there are already about 10 speakers that have... Uh, given their word to confirm that they will be taking part in Free Your Mind 3. So uh, you could check out more information on this great upcoming conference next year at www.freeyourmindconference.com One other quick uh, announcement there is a donation button on the left hand side of the WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com website. If you feel that you've received value from the information that I've shared here on the What on Earth is Happening radio show and on my website through my podcasts and my videos. You could feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I I can continue it into the future. And uh, with a lot of those donations what I'll be doing is actually uh, hopefully by sometime next year I don't have an exact date on this either but sometime in 2015 I am hoping to uh, release uh, a book entitled what on earth is happening so um, uh, every little bit any donation that you can help out with does help and it will help to uh, toward those goals so uh, with that having been said oh I do want to mention one other thing real quickly before we begin the information for tonight uh, I do have a personal commitment to next Saturday night September 6th so I will not be broadcasting next Saturday September 6th live Uh, I'll be uh, having the network host a uh, uh, play a rebroadcast of the show next week I will be returning to the air live on Saturday September 13th two weeks from today so I just wanted to mention that right here at the top of the show I want to point everyone's attention to the WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com website uh, where, as always, uh, when I do live shows, there are images posted underneath the player on the radio show page. If you click the radio show tab, if you're not already there listening to the show from there, underneath the player, there's images for tonight's show, image 1 and 2. Uh, uh, one. Uh, there are numerical links you can click on. It'll bring it up in a... Um, Kind of like a, uh, uh, a presentation format or like a slideshow format, I should say. Uh, image one was the Demystifying the Occult seminar poster. Uh, of course, Demystifying the Occult, I should have mentioned, is hosted by Pattern Recognition Time. That's Arthur Capozzi's um, organization. And uh, that's image number one. Image two was just the uh, graphic from the Free Your Mind conference website. So uh, we'll be getting into the material for tonight right after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. Stay with us.
4: You know, the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on to the other side, break to the other side, break on to the other side,
3: yeah. Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. I was telling everyone before the break that underneath the player for the um, on the radio show page of WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com you can follow along with the images for the the uh, presentation for this evening. You'll see under images for tonight's show, Cosmic Abandonment Slides Part 1 and 2. There are numerical links. You can click on the image as I say which slide I'm moving to and I'll follow along with the concepts and ideas presented in these slides. So, um, we left off last week on slide number 113 I'm going to be starting today with uh, image number 114 which is listed in uh, Cosmic Abandonment Slides Part 2. What we were talking about last week is an understandable framework a psychological framework through which we can better grasp The behavior of group dynamics, people who behave in certain group dynamics, Um, collectivists is really what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who uh, basically form themselves into groups because they're ultimately lacking a sense of true individuality or true self-development, what you might call soul development. Um, These are people who really are childlike because they have never really, truly, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually grown into adulthood as an individual. And they are in total identification with group dynamics. And these are the people who are essentially destroying our world. Destroying humanity, destroying the earth, destroying our ability to live and coexist peacefully on this planet at all. And it is because of the underlying psychological dynamics which we identified that are going on in them unaddressed. Because they won't do the inner work upon themselves as individuals which cannot be done by anybody else. It can only be done by the individual. And since they're so hopelessly identified with the group dynamic, these people are caught in a cycle where this these underlying psychological dynamics are, are killing them or crushing them, crushing their spirit. And yet because of the group dynamic that they're trapped in, they're never identifying those causal factors psychologically and confronting them and addressing them identifying them and then working to heal them. So we looked at the dynamics of willful ignorance, the fear of owning one's own personal responsibility to choose right action over wrong action once the difference is clearly understood. And the reason for those dynamics of ignorance and the abdication or the claimed abdication of personal responsibility is due to an underlying sense of self-loathing due to a uh, a lack of self-respect inside the individual, a non-developed sense of self-respect. And then underneath that, there are parental abandonment issues, which are the causal factors going on. Ultimately, these people are childlike in their psychological development because, for the very reason that in their own past, they were essentially... Left at the doorstep, so to speak, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, by their own parents. And as we were talking about last week, this dynamic plays out not only on an individuated scale, on the level of the individual, it plays out on a cosmic scale. It plays out on a global scale at the level of the species Okay, we are a species that has undergone cosmic abandonment by our quote unquote parents. Again, the whole cosmic abandonment presentation is about the beings that came here in our very ancient past and ultimately created humanity and were largely responsible for our entrance into this psychological state. Okay, so we were left in a cosmic sense. As a species by our cosmic parents, we were abandoned. And what we're looking at now is what kind of effect did this have on people such that they cling mercilessly to this group dynamic of collectivism and this, um, you know, these um, uh, types of group behaviors that we're talking about that we're trying to explain why people fall into this beha- uh, uh, group dynamic thinking. So last week we looked, or we began looking at some of these groups, and I said that I'm going to be um, basically complaining about them, if you will, or pointing out how these, you know insane dynamics work within these groups in a very bitter way. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> these are the people who are enslaving humanity, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have to be happy about it, okay? I'm going to speak about it with vitriol. Okay. Vitriol is acidic, bitter criticism, biting speech, venomous speech. Okay. And are these are in many cases, what I'm saying, ad hominem attacks? Sure. But that doesn't mean they're not true. Ad hominem attacks can be true. It's not just, you know, trying to launch an ad hominem attack to take away from, from truth that someone is speaking is a logical fallacy. But that doesn't mean that a log- that, that an ad hominem attack cannot be launched that isn't also true. So, you know, you're going to hear me saying things that might offend people or make people upset. And as I've said from day one, go ahead and get as offended as you like. The things I'm saying are true nonetheless. So, last week we talked about who I call the worshippers of scientism. who These are often atheists who believe that they don't have a belief system. Okay, they're, they're that delusional, that they actually have a belief that they don't have a belief system. That's how rigidly left-brained that they are, that they could actually do mental gymnastics and try to work things out logically like that. Okay? You know These are people who are absolute religionists. When it comes to science, when it comes to um, government-funded science, they think that is the arbiter of truth in, in the world in nature, and that whatever government-funded science says is just unequivocally true. You know It doesn't make a difference that the government funds the results that they want to see and then mercilessly puts down results that are somehow the antithesis of what they want put out there to the public. You know, that they don't, they don't want the public to know about it. It doesn't get any funding. It doesn't get any grant money, but yet these rigid skeptics, these scientismic thinkers would dare to say that's real science and somehow that's going to produce logical, orderly, true results. Okay. Has nothing to do with science whatsoever. Not in the slightest bit. So uh, on slide number one hundred and thirteen, I was you know basically saying I'm going to give to each of these people kind of like a tagline or like a uh, a soundbite to them you know that you could just kind of identify with them and you know kind of like gives you the the fundamental picture of where their thinking is at. The rigid skeptic is saying I'm skeptical about everything unless. The government or government funded scientists say it's true then i 'm a true believer you know because that 's the origin of their belief system you know they don 't even un- they, they're so in the left brain and they so accept the notion that only science is is the arbiter of truth that they can't even understand how much of a religion they are trapped in as a result of thinking in this kind of totally imbalanced left brain way. So we'll pick this up looking at these groupthink dynamics on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, com. We're continuing the extended cosmic abandonment presentation as we have for the past many weeks on this program. And we are on slide number 114. I'm continuing to talk about different groupthink psychological dynamics and groups who identify with... Um, Continuing to willfully be ignorant, continuing to willfully attempt to abandon their own personal responsibility, uh, the claim of the abdication of personal responsibility to truly, on your own, know the difference between right and wrong. And it's all a childlike dynamic. Uh, and the next group I'd like to talk about that does this is our people who are the worshipers of religion. I mean, because look, we've already uh, gone off on a tirade against quote unquote scientists, people who are rigidly skeptical and left brain and think that, you know, there is no higher power than man and, you know, only that which comes out of science could ever be true. Quote unquote science. It's not real science, it's government funded science that basically puts out the results that Big Daddy wants people to know about and then suppresses everything else. Uh, so, let's go to the other side of the equation. The the blind believers. The ones who have bought into cultural religion. I'd simply call them religionists. Or, uh, you know, as a little moniker, these are children, pun intended. You know, it's, it, these are people who are like childish group, you know, uh, collectivist mindset people. Okay? They're children. They They also haven't grown up psychologically, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, I call them children of the, quote, gods. And when I say, quote, gods, I mean these are children of these uh, ancient beings who came here and created all the world religions. They created all the cultural religions, ultimately. Again, we talked about this. In the section called the story of the past. Again, this section is called the story of the present. We're applying what we learned in the story of the past in this extended presentation format to help us to understand why do people think the way that they think in the modern world. You know, so when we understand that these are children of the gods stories of the gods dynamics of the gods religions that they invented that the the quote unquote gods the anunnaki the nephilim etc invented for humanity to keep them in line and to create a social stratification hierarchical society that would make humanity fall in line that would it would not only divide them make them easier to control and conquer it would help them to fall in line and essentially enslave themselves so that they would be much more easily ruled and much more easily controlled compartmentally and hierarchically. All right? It's 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 a a strategy that has been used over and over and over and over again. And you could do it with, you know, politics, you could do it with money, you could do it with religion, they do it with all of these things. And people are still not psychologically sophisticated to understand the tactic that is being used against them and has been being used against them since the dawn of humanity. So these are people who really don't want to think for themselves. They want to believe in what they've been taught, believe in what they've been told, not really truly understand the difference between right and wrong. Because let me tell you something, most religionists do not. Most religionists do not understand natural law; they do not understand the true objective difference between moral right and moral wrong. you know, and just by the fact that so many people who believe in religion also believe in government right there that that shows you they don't understand the difference between right and wrong because government is of course based on coercion based on the claim of ownership of other people based on the claim that the group of so-called lawmakers are ultimately God that own other people, that are th- that are their masters, and they have some kind of a uh, moral right to issue commands while their their subjects or the people under their, quote, jurisdiction have some kind of a moral obligation to obey their commands that they call laws because they wrote them down, whether they have anything in common with the laws of morality or not, you know. And all these religionists actually believe in this thing called government right there. That proves, proves outright, definitively proves that they do not know the difference between right and wrong behavior. Because they're supporting coercion and slavery by their be- very belief in government. You know, so that, I mean, that's all you really need to know about religionists. You know, you need to ask them one question. Do you b- believe in the validity of government? Period. Period. And if the answer is yes, you immediately know they don't know the difference between right and wrong. Right there. Their, their religion has taught them ultimately nothing about morality. Because they're children who want to believe in something, to believe that there's something out there watching out for their better interests, you know, that loves them and cares about them. That all they have to do is somehow prostrate themselves before that force, and somehow it's going to magically take care of them and absolve them of all the responsibility to learn and grow for themselves. No, because that might require effort, reading, personal work, inward introspection of the self. We can't do any of those things. God forbid. You know? That might involve work. Can't have that. It's all about just a belief system. You know, it's all about what you believe. You believe this, and then suddenly you're saved. It's the biggest crock of garbage that has ever been peddled to humanity. And it was peddled by humanity's creator, quote unquote. These sick, twisted beings that ultimately came here and made a slave race. That's who peddled us this garbage called religion. And all these people, these children, still believe in it. A bunch of children. Is all they ever have been, are now, and ever will be for as long as they continue to have these beliefs. They don't want to know truth. Truth is is, is a dirty word to these people, just like it's a dirty word to most scientists. You know, all the left brain atheists—they're just as utterly retarded children as these people are. So let, let's throw the insults, the ad hominem attacks around equally. Okay, now, you know, we won't spare anybody. Okay will distribute all of the vitriol equally amongst the both the left brain imbalanced and the right brain imbalanced okay because these are the people who were continuing slavery. So they both richly deserve it just as much as the other group. And again, you have to understand folks it's not just all about just you know lashing out okay I, And I, I could make it sound like that and dress it up a little bit like that for effect. But the point here is, these are sick people. These are mentally ill people. These people are just as mentally ill as those left brain scientism worshipers. Okay? They're just as childish. They're just as in need of help. Ultimately, these people need help because they're not well, they're spiritually sick. This is a spiritual illness, just like the scientism worshipers have. Okay? They're, it's just a different form of brain imbalance. Ultimately, it means that the soul is sick within these people. Because they don't even understand what real spirituality means. What it really means to be a spiritual, moral being. It means to not believe in anything. It means to know the truth about morality. Not to accept some dogma based on some, you know... Somebody's arbitrarily chosen guidelines that may or may not have anything to do with real morality, with with moral law. You know, has nothing to do with believing a thing. And these people are stuck in this childish notion. Well, all I have to do is believe and accept. Believe and accept. That's the right brain imbalance. Just like the skeptic says, I'm not going to believe in and accept anything. These people are saying, I'm going to believe and accept everything, my religion says. Can't you see how it's the same kind of imbalance except toward a different extreme? Neither one of them says, I'm going to go wherever the truth leads. That's what science ostensibly claims. But does it actually do that in practice? No. It goes wherever the money goes. See? And ultimately, that's what religion does too. Because let's let's face it, folks. Both of these things are ruled by the monetary system if we're being honest with ourselves. And most people are not, most people are absolute liars to the self constantly on a 24-hour basis, you know? They don't want to admit how much money controls science and money controls religion. You know, they want to think somehow we're unaffected by that. My little group here is unaffected by that dynamic. All the other religions may be affected by that, but hey, not my religion, not my science, not my field. You know, it's the one that's pure and uncontaminated. All the other ones are impure and totally contaminated by that dynamic of of greed and envy and and jealousy and power. You know, but not mine. Totally pure. It's a child's mentality, folks. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Let's fly
5: through the time.
4: Che
3: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're continuing with the extended version of the Cosmic Abandonment presentation. We're talking about different groupthink dynamics that are driven by willful ignorance, the attempted abdication of people's personal responsibility due to their own self-loathing, and lack of self-respect due to underlying abandonment issues, whether they be physical, emotional, spiritual, okay? And you're talking about religion here, ultimately, okay? It's all about religion. It's all about false belief systems that drive people's wrong thinking, doesn't make a difference whether it's the cultural religious kind, whether people accept science, quote unquote, as I call it, scientism, as a religion, whether they've, you know, accepted the New Age movement as their religion, or if they believe in the ultimate religion, the monetary system, money, you know, as something that's real, you know, the ultimate religion. It's all religion. Religion's the thing that's enslaving the world, folks. If you can't see that, you're completely blind. You haven't woken up yet at all. At all. Zero. If you don't understand that religion is the problem, religion is the thing that blocks truth from being received by the individual. That's what it ultimately does. And that's why it comes from the Latin religare, which means to tie back or to hold back. Well, what's it trying to hold you back from? Truth exactly what all religion is trying to hold people back from, whether it's the cultural form, the scientismic form, the the new age form or the monetary form or hey, oh we forgot one (laughs) we're going to get into this next how about the government form of religion that's one of the biggest religions in the world the religion of authority I'd say that's probably the second biggest religion on earth next to money you know Let's not leave anybody out here, anybody who has a belief system that holds people back from truth and holds this species from basically moving forward in consciousness and ascending out of slavery. Let's, we, we need to in- include them all in here. They're all the problem. Every one of those people is the problem. Okay? And it's all because of these reasons they want to remain willfully ignorant so they can claim to abdicate their personal responsibility to know the difference between right from wrong and willfully of their own accord and their own free will choose the right over the wrong. And this is because ultimately they hate themselves because they have never really done any personal work or introspection upon themselves truly in any kind of a deep meaningful way. And ultimately the reason that they hate themselves like that is because they feel personally abandoned in some way, shape, or form. Once again, it does not have to be. The abandonment issues I'm talking about do not have to be physical ones. It doesn't mean your mother or your father left you when you were young, physically walked out on you. It means we're all suffering from some form of abandonment whether it is on a personal level, on a mental level, on a psychological level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level or on a cosmic level. The species of humanity is suffering it on a cosmic level, but and that resonates within us over time. You know, this is why we're a species who doesn't want to think for ourselves. We've we depended on the quote unquote gods for so long. You know, telling us what reality was, telling us how we should be, what we should do, how we should behave, what we should believe in for thousands upon thousands of years as a species. What do you think that does to people? What do you think that does to an entire species of beings passing down that dynamic generation after generation after generation after generation? Oh, it, it produces a really great outcome as you can see. What we've got right now Religion is ultimately the problem, folks, and that's really what we're talking about here. If, if the truth be told, every single one of these groups, these groupthink dynamics I'm talking about is a form of religion, okay? So let's move to slide number 115, and what's the tagline for the cultural religious followers, you know? The people who get on their knees and bow down to a god, thinking that god somehow wants their obedience, you know? God wants you to learn, the real God of creation wants you to learn and understand natural law, moral law, the difference between right and wrong. Because that's what will most readily accelerate your own development in consciousness so that you can take the reins of your own personal development from that point and move forward to wherever it is you want to move. To wherever it is you want to go next. It's there for your Maximum growth and development, natural law, are not prison conditions, are not prison boundary conditions. They are therefore the support of learning, of growth, of development, of consciousness. So what's the tagline for the children of the gods? Their tagline is, we believe what we're told to believe. That's so much easier than developing critical thinking skills. The tagline of all religion. It's all about belief. That means I don't really have to do any work to discover truth. Okay? Truth be damned. This is all about a belief system. I could just believe what I'm told to believe by the people who passed this religion down to me, and then thinking goes out the window. Not even ever needed. Never even need to develop those skills. Okay? Truth. Who cares about that? You know? I have my belief systems that were given to me, and it's done. And, and if you're honest with yourself, that's what religion is, folks. That's exactly what religion is. And uh, again, the people who have religion in their lives are going to get offended by that. You know, I, I get emails from people telling me, I, don't, I claim that I say that there is a God of creation. And they're insisting, they're trying to tell me what I think in my own mind. What I think, what I accept, what I know, what I believe. And they say, you don't accept God. Well, that's your opinion because I don't accept the God you believe in. See? That's what a religionist does. It says, you have to accept the God I believe in, I accept. I'm not telling you you can't have your notion of what God is. As a matter of fact, I tell people, as long as you believe there's a higher power that is setting the laws of morality in motion, in in order, in effect, in the universe... You could think of God as whatever you want to think of it as. Who cares? It's none of my business, what you think of as God. But when you start saying, everybody has to believe in and accept the God I believe in and accept in, then I have a problem. Because, unfortunately, that is almost always small and petty and all too human-like, for my tastes anyway, you know it's it's the always the other way around with man inventing his gods instead of god really you know bringing humanity in, into the universe which again i don't really think that was done by the god of creation i think that was done you know through the force of creation ultimately by beings that had already existed within the creation who became imbalanced themselves and then created a mirror image of themselves in many ways which is why it's said that we are made in the image and likeness of the gods you know it's like, like father and mother, like child, you know, as above, so below. The principle of correspondence is at work in this dynamic just like it is in any other. And we're doing many of the same things that our cosmic parents did. So let's move on and look at the next group dynamic that we want to talk about here. And this is government, or what I call belief in slavery, support of slavery. Okay, People who believe in government are supporters of slavery. If we stop euphemizing, you know, go, saying, I think government, there is legitimacy or validity to it is a euphemization. Euphemism means a word that you use to describe something to make it sound better than what it really is. That's what a, a euphemism is. Okay. You can look up the term euphemism. All right. It's just saying, it's calling something by a different name to not make it sound so bad as it really is. So, when people say, I believe in government, what they're really saying is, I support slavery. Let me just say that again unequivocally. And this is not my opinion, this is 100% eternal truth, if you understand what government is. When somebody says, I believe in government, I think government is legitimate, I think government should continue to exist. What they are 100% definitively saying, whether they are aware of it or understand the truth of this or not, is that they believe in slavery and that they support slavery and that they think slavery should continue to exist and is somehow legitimate. We'll pick this up on the other side of this break, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're continuing with the extended variant of the Cosmic Abandonment presentation that I originally gave back in December of 2013 here in Philadelphia. We've been covering this material for the past many weeks on the show and we will continue to do so. We're talking about different groupthink dynamics. Can we understand the behavior, the choices of different groups of people who are totally trapped in groupthink and religious thought? Like the belief in money, the belief in government, the belief in cultural religion, the belief in um, scientism, the belief in the New Age movement, etc. By having a handle on the psychological framework that ultimately underlies evil, that underlies what makes evil possible and what makes it possible for people to continue to condone and support evil in their own thought processes and their own behavior. We identified those factors as willful ignorance stemming from the fear of taking full ownership of one's personal responsibility, stemming from issues of self-loathing due to, due to the continued lack of self-respect within people, and then that ultimately stemming from what I would call the causal factor of it all, deep-seated psychological parental abandonment issues going on in the childlike mindset of this person who has experienced all this, and I think there is no better example to highlight and illustrate the childishness of this mindset than the belief in government. And, and I mean the abandoned child mentality. There's no better... When, when you understand the belief in government as the belief that is made possible by a child who has been abandoned that is crying out and looking for government to p- fulfill the role of the missing parent okay it, it it goes off like a bomb in your head when you really understand it okay if you can really psychologically grasp this dynamic you'll be so much better and more enlightened for it okay when i've explained this to some people they've said it made so much sense to them that it was like an epiphany like a grand epiphany-like awakening in their mind that, yes, this is what government actually is in people's minds. It is the the proxy of a missing parent that is being filled in psychologically by the person who is the believer in this entity that we call government. So let's just start looking at this from different political perspectives i understand the left right political perspective is an illusion it's all the same thing it's all slavery as we've said many many times on the show i get that that our listeners should get that by now okay but if you just look at why people break down into largely two groups okay and you have people on the left-wing side the democrat you know uh, the the political left, so to speak, and then you have people on the political right, the conservative, the Republican, you know, whatever party. We're looking at it from the, per, the perspective of the dual two-party illusion, which is at work everywhere throughout basically the world that props up this false uh, left-right paradigm political system in the whole Western world, essentially. Okay, there's always two. There's always two major parties that come to prominence and then war against each other. Well, there's a reason there's not more than two. There's a reason it always ultimately comes to largely two parties. That's because there's only two parents, a mother figure and a father figure. So each party is ultimately playing the proxy role psychologically of the parent, the missing parent in the relationship between the parent and the child. So we can illustrate this when we look at the people in the groupthink dynamic of belief in government, which who I call not only just believers in government, but supporters of slavery as I illustrate here in the first slide in this section in uh, slide number 116. So we're, we're going to look at the left winger okay, of the two-party political false left-right paradigm system. We'll look at the left winger, also called the liberal or the Democrat or the neoliberal. However, you want to break it down, it doesn't matter. These are just words, you know. It's just you know uh, all describing the same basic dynamic going on at work in the mind, regardless of the name you call it. What does this type of person that is totally trapped in this kind of groupthink want? What are their motivations? What do they want government to be? So you have to ask, to understand the psychological dynamic going on inside a person's mind like this, the question that has to be asked is, as a believer in government or a quote-unquote supporter of slavery, what do they want the controlling dynamic, the government, to be? What is it that they want from government? What are they always asking for government to do? Well, What does a left-winger in politics want government to be? What do they want it to do? They want it to tax everybody more so that it can redistribute wealth, so that it can provide for things for people, to act as a caretaker for people, to do things that people should ultimately be doing for themselves, to essentially be something that the people can be dependent on. See, they don't want independence. They want the people to be dependent on the government. They want the government to be the people's caretaker. They want it to provide services for people, for it to be the thing that ultimately takes care of people in, in every aspect of their lives from cradle to grave. That is what the political left-winger, democrat, liberal, neo lib wants if we're being honest with ourselves. This is the role they want government to fulfill in society. So they're asking for it to be essentially the caretaker of the people, the caretaker of society, the one that nurtures and cares for the people like a mother, like a nurturer, an archetypal mother figure. That's what this political party or persuasion ultimately wants government to to be and the services it wants it to provide so these are the people who are have motherly abandonment issues or what i simply label you know a little bit scathingly in slide number 117 mommy issues these are people who are dealing with mommy issues the, the, the people who are more toward the left-wing Democrat liberal persuasion are ultimately psychologically dealing with motherly abandonment issues deep down inside. And what they want government to be is the role of the missing parent in the form of the archetypal mother figure because they want it to be the caretaker and nurturer of society who ultimately provides for society's needs. They don't want people to be adults independent on this other nurturing entity that somehow is beneficent and wants to provide for people, wants to care for them, don't you know? That's what government wants. It isn't there to control us. Mommy's not there to control us. Mommy's there to care for us and give us everything we need whenever we need it. Don't you know that? We'll pick this up on the other side of the break, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. And in the last section, we were talking about the believers in government, the supporters of slavery, as I call them, to stop euphemizing the term government. Um as people who are ultimately playing out deep-seated psychological parental abandonment issues through their creation of a proxy see this is what is done psychologically when something is deeply missing and the person doesn't have it in their lives they'll they'll create a proxy for it external to the self you know to look toward this external power to be that thing that they're missing in their own self in their own lives you know so that they may be they may have been lacking in some form doesn't even have to be physically the the parental figure of the mother the nurturer the caretaker in some form in their lives and therefore they want government to fulfill that role they want an external power to come in and act as a proxy and take on that dynamic in their lives and so this is what the political left always does. They want government to be the caretaker of the people from cradle to grave. These are the people with motherly abandonment issues. Once again, does not have to be physical absence of the mother. It could be emotional abandonment, mental abandonment, spiritual abandonment, not actually caring for the inward needs of the child. And ultimately, they want government to be this nurturing mother. That cares and uh, basically takes care of that of the the society from cradle to grave. These are the people with mommy issues, as I call it, in refer to it in slide number one seventeen. Now, moving on to slide number one hundred and eighteen in this presentation. Uh, as I've said before, I'm not going to ta- attack one half without attacking the other. You know, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Okay. We'll get to everybody. We'll offend everybody's religion in due time. Okay? So, let's talk about the opposite side. The other believers in slavery. I mean government. You know? The supporters of slavery. You know? The Republican Party. The right-wingers. The conservative types. The neocons, if you will. In, in you know, their neoconservative form. Well, what do these people often want government to be? You know, when you say, well, to to a right-winger, a more right-wing political uh, supporter, what do you think the role of government should be? You know, they, they have very different roles that they want government to fulfill in society. Do they want it to tax people more and more and more? No, they don't want it usually to do that. You know, they, they want it to fulfill completely different roles. They don't want it to redistribute wealth. They don't want it to take care of everybody from cradle to grave. What they usually want it to do is to be the protector. So you have the nurturer, the caretaker, you know, the one that provides in the in the sense of it's actually going to actually bring to people the things that they need to provide for their needs. You know, in this sense, they want it to be the protector, you know, the one that can provide in a different way for the needs of the child. Society, in this case, in their mind, is the child. Government is not the mother figure, government is the strong, protecting father figure to the conservative, to the political right winger, to the Republican. You know, they, want, they think that its role should be to keep people safe, as if that's not the right of people on their own, already, naturally, inherently, to keep themselves safe, as if that is not somehow their own personal responsibility to provide for that. No, they want government to do that for us, so we need a strong police force, we need a strong army, we need strong military, we need a strong government. Because that's the only thing that's going to keep us safe from outsiders, from all the people that want to get us, from the bad guys, from the boogeymen. Yeah, we need a strong father figure, that archetypal father figure, who maybe wasn't around to keep them safe, or maybe didn't provide for that role, you know? Maybe it didn't keep them safe from all the bad ideas infecting their mind. I would say it most certainly didn't do that. Whoever their real physical father was in this incarnation, certainly couldn't have done that for them to grow up that way. You know? But that's the role that they want government to play. It's not the nurturer, it's the protector. It's not the archetypal mother figure, it's the archetypal father figure. So, you know, it's the same thing except a different extreme. Again, since there's two parents, one of these groups psychologically identifies with the the, 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 the um, archetypal mother figure. that's the role that government's going to play through proxy and the other political um, extreme on the politi- so-called political spectrum, it's going government's going to fulfill the opposite role in proxy, the archetypal father figure. So moving to slide 119 what do these people have they have fatherly abandonment issues daddy issues these are people with daddy issues daddy wasn't there for them in some way to protect to act as the protector well now we can make government fulfill that role it can police the whole world and keep everyone safe from cradle to grave like the archetypal father figure that's missing in their lives you know it makes so so per, such perfect sense don't you know You know, that'll lead to true freedom. So, you know, these are the people who are suffering daddy issues and don't even know it in many cases. Don't get me wrong, folks. I mean, these people will deny this till the day that they die. You know, you could bring this to their attention, show them everything, show them all the signs of it, and they'd still tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. Because in their minds, they actually believe that they think for themselves. They actually believe that they don't have these psychological issues going on deep within their psyche, nested deep down inside of them at a subconscious level. They would tell you that's not there. And I'm telling you, it doesn't make a difference whether they know that that's there or not. Their belief system in what they say they believe gives it away. That tells you what's going on inside of them immediately. They don't need to admit it. They don't need to understand it. They don't need to speak it out there in the open. It's inside of them, whether they know it or not. You know, they just don't have enough knowledge of human psychology to even understand what's going on inside of them. That's why I tell people like this I could t- and I, I understand how much this offends somebody. I get it. I get it. Somebody with more advanced knowledge of human psychology can tell someone else more about them than they know about themselves. And that frightens people and that upsets people and it makes people very angry and mad. Especially when what you're really trying to do is help them. Because they don't think they need help. They're that sick. A mentally ill person like that doesn't believe they need psychological help. When somebody really knows a whole lot about human psychology and what's going on in another person based on what they support, based on what they say they believe, you know, I know more about what's going on inside of these people than they know about themselves. And I'll, I'm, I'm willing to come out and state that and make that claim because, it, because it's true. They've never looked into human psychology one bit in their life. They've never looked in a mirror inwardly. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. Stay with us.
1: No thought control
4: No dark sarcasm in the
6: classroom Teacher, leave them kids alone
5: Welcome back,
3: everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. We're continuing with the extended cosmic abandonment presentation. We're talking about the psychological dynamics that underlie the thinking that goes on in different group dynamics in the human species. And we've been talking about believers in government, you know, whether they be of the left-wing or right-wing persuasion they always want more of it they always want it to somehow act as the parental figure in society because they have this poison worldview that people somehow can't take care of themselves or that our society would be completely chaotic should the people of this world not actually remain slaves and actually take charge over their own lives What they are, are supporters of slavery, whether they understand that or not, or anyone else does. That's the truth of the matter. And they all have psychological abandonment issues underneath the surface, nested in the subconscious mind. The left-wingers, the political uh, um, uh, liberals, the Democrats, have mommy issues going on under the surface, while the right-wingers, the Republicans, the so-called conservatives, uh, have fatherly abandonment issues, daddy issues going on under the surface. But, you know, we've left a, a major group out of this, the minarchists. Don't you know there is such a thing? Yeah, there's such a thing as believing in only a little bit of slavery. Yeah, you can believe in that, you know. You know, the libertarians, the constitutionalists, the minarchists, you know, I used to be I used to go really light on these people and not really anymore. You know, because enough information has been put out there about what government really is through coercion and violence. And if you say that you believe that there should be rulers only a little bit, you're still a supporter of slavery. Whether whether you want to admit that to yourself or not doesn't really make a difference you know so i'm no i no longer worry about whether i offend these people let's just throw them right in there with everybody else that you know can get as offended as they like regarding the truth because there's no such thing as just accepting a little bit of slavery either you're free or you're enslaved and there's no in the middle you know and what these people are saying is i think there should just be a little bit of slavery i think we should only have some rulership externally by somebody else just a little bit you know it's just a matter of finding the right mixture you know of, of determining just how much slavery and violence there should be you know i mean it's it's unbelievable it's sad it really is because it shows you how deep mind control really goes how subtle it is and how entrenched it is It's so entrenched, people still can't recognize when they're under it, you know? And um, what I call, what I say that these people are really doing psychologically is that they are, they're identifying with other people's parents, see? They're saying, wow, you know, Jimmy's parents uh, don't beat Jimmy the way my parents beat me. You know, uh, they. I get beaten seven days a week. Jimmy's parents only beat him four days a week. So Jimmy's uh, slave masters—they're a little bit nicer to Jimmy. They're a little bit better to Jimmy. Well, that's something to aspire to. I'm to go. I want to be a member, of, a, a, a surrogate member of, of Jimmy's family. And and then I'll live with Jimmy and I'll only get beat four days a week instead of seven. You know? I mean it really this is what it's like, folks. If we're being honest with ourselves. You know? That's what the minarchist wants. He wants his parents to abuse him less frequently than the other children's parents abuse them. Or he could look at another parent and say, Well, they don't beat me. they don't beat him as as badly or as often as they beat me, so it'd be nice to move to that. You know that's all it is. It's the same thing. It's like a, a slave on a plantation looking at the planta- plantation next door and saying, "Boy, I'd really love to live on that slavery plantation because the owners only whip their slaves every other day instead of every day." You know, comparison of slavery is insanity. It's all slavery. What you should really want is for it all to end unequivocally. All of it. Not some of it. All of it. But these people can't get to that point in their own minds somehow. They're so conditioned, maybe it might even be more dangerous than the conditioning of statists because they actually believe somehow that government must continue in some form. It may not be as godly to them as it is to the, the neocons or the neolibs, but they still think it should continue in some form. That somehow it's going to be, if it's just controlled, if it's just reined in a little bit, it's somehow going to be beneficent. It's going to be benevolent. Well, violence and slavery don't work that way, folks. It's the, the total mistake that the founders of America made that they didn't just abolish it completely and not put anything in its place that's like saying I'm going to abolish this form of evil but I'm going to put this form of evil in its place well you still put evil in its place and what does evil do it wants to accrue more power and more and become bigger evil and that's all it ever does and that you know that's what happened here and people can't understand it you know They can't grasp it. The only way to get rid of evil is to abolish it completely and then be on vigilance against it and not ever let it come in. Not ever let it get a foot in the door. Ever again. And that can be done. But it requires a whole lot of will and true intelligence and care and effort and hard work and determination and persistence. You know? And responsibility above all else. Well, you know, humanity wants no part of any of that stuff. You know. So, what are these people? What's their tagline? What's this group dynamic tagline? The minarchists. Well, I say that they fear going all the way, quote unquote. They're not in truth. They're still in illusion. You know. I don't care how much nicer that illusion is than the hardcore forms of evil of totalitarianism. It's still a form of evil. You know They don't want to go all the way because they're, they're afraid of being called an anarchist. Oh, I'm afraid of being called somebody who doesn't believe in masters over other people. Wow, what a crime and terrible shame that is. I, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe... In rulership of other people externally. You know? Whoa. I need to be embarrassed about that. You know? And that's what these people are. So they call themselves minarchists. You know? I only believe in a little bit of the archon's right to rule. The masters. I only believe in masters over other people. I only believe in masters over slaves a tiny bit. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a bad one. It's a bad joke, you know. But that's ultimately what these people are, you know. So I'm—I no longer want to have conversations with them to, you know, to even try to let let them see. Hey, you know, you, you're one of the tent pitchers. You pitched your tent on the side of the mountain as you were going up to the to the absolute peak, you know. And you said that peak frightens me. I don't know what's on the other side of it, you know. What's on the other side is real freedom. But I, I I'm staying right here on the side of the mountain. You know, I, I went up two thirds of the way, three quarters of the way, I'm done now. You know? That's that's what these people are saying. They're the ten pitchers on the spiritual journey. They went seventy five percent, eighty percent, and they said I'm done. That's that that's what they are. People who fear going all the way, you know? So um, let's look at another psychological dynamic that that goes on within groupthink. The the groupthink hordes, okay? You know, we're looking at different different you know sects of the 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 horde groupthink dynamic going on in humanity. There's so many, we can go on and on with this. Well, let's look at the media on the other side of this break. We'll pick that up after we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. You're listening to what on earth is happening here on Republic Broadcasting. We'll be right back. You
4: know today destroys a night.
5: Night
4: divides a day. Try to run, try to hide, break on to the other side, break on to the other side, break on to the other side, yeah.
3: Welcome back everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're continuing to go through some of these psychological groupthink dynamics that are Rooted in willful ignorance, the fear of owning one's personal responsibility due to self loathing and a lack, an inherent lack of self respect, ultimately stemming from parental abandonment issues of one kind or another. And the next group we were about to discuss is the mainstream media, the people who actually. Work as professional liars, paid liars, to put out government propaganda, you know, and to be repeaters for the state. As people like Gerald Salente call them, uh, kind of uh, in a funny way, the prostitutes. I've heard some other people refer to them as the correspondents instead of correspondents, the correspondents. And it's true. I mean, that's what these people are. They are. Paid, lying whores that have basically put their themselves out there for money to lie for other people. And that, that's all they are. And, and some of these people are actually delusional enough that they actually believe in their sick, twisted way that somehow they're giving people accurate information or telling them the truth. I mean, it's, a, it's an even bigger joke than the minarchists, if you ask me you know these people absolutely have no self-respect whatsoever will do anything for a paycheck you know as it says here in this little meme you write what you're told thanks corporate news we couldn't control the people without you you know big daddy you know telling them here's what you do you do this i'll reward you you know just like a child you know you just do what you're told you follow orders ultimately we're seeing a pattern here really all of these people you know, all support the same pattern. It's a religion. It's not having to think for yourself. That's what religion is all about, folks. Not actually using your own inherent creator given ability to discern and to judge and to understand the difference between things for yourself. No, we can't do that because that involves work and effort. And patience and persistence. And willpower. And care. Driving it ultimately. We can't have that. I just want somebody else to tell me what to do. We're seeing this over and over. I want somebody else to provide for my needs. I want somebody else to be responsible for me. I want somebody else to protect me. What kind of people in society act like that? Children. Children who aren't... Mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually grown into adults. They have not arrived at maturity into adulthood. You know, that's what we're talking about here. In all of these dynamics, you see the same commonality, immaturity, childishness, some wanting somebody else to take your responsibility for you. Wanting to be told by someone else what to do so you could just do it and then be rewarded for just doing it, for just following orders, for just going along. And that's, the mainstream media is no different. Their tagline, I'm too much of a lowlife coward to tell the truth, because that's all these people are. They're cowards. One and all, one and all. I'm too much of a low-life coward to tell the truth, says the mainstream media so-called journalist, prostitute. I repeat lies for a paycheck. That's it. That's all they do. Paid repeaters. The next group of, of groupthink dynamic that constitutes a religion and another childish mentality, the New Age movement, the New Agers. I mean... I've attacked these people ad nauseum through my New Age BS presentation and my Streetwise Spirituality presentation and seminar. I mean, you know, my little quote tagline for them is the hopelessly naive. These are the people who are so right-brained and balanced, they think everything's okay in this world, you know? They think you just need to meditate and make yourself accept all the evil, you know? Just stand down, accept everything. It's all good. It's all just an experience. There's children being raped and murdered. It's just an experience. Oh, somehow maybe their karmic debt from a past life warrants that treatment. So they're going to sit back and do nothing to stop it. Oh, slavery is somehow warranted. It should be allowed to continue, you know. It's all super over-the-top feminine imbalance. They don't respect or understand or acknowledge the sacred masculine part of the dynamic of awakening, of enlightenment. Where both of those dynamics need to be in place. The sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. They don't have that developed. You know, This is an imbalanced child. The children of religion are all imbalanced toward the right brain. And these people are no different. Many of them don't have any social boundaries because they're so right-brained, you know? It's just, it's it, it's a hallmark of pure immaturity and never having actually really grown up and taken on one's personal responsibility to the truth. And they're no different than New Age, you know? They belong to the religion of standing down. We'll just ignore it. We'll ignore all the suffering that's going on in the world. We'll ignore all the coercion and the violence. We'll never speak up against daddy. You know, what this is, what the New Age movement actually really is, this is the child who's been abused by the father figure and has identified with its role as victim and therefore closes down, goes deep within itself and never talks about the abuse that it's continuing to experience. That's what the New Age movement is, psychologically. If you just think about what I just said there, listen to it, think about it, ask yourself how much sense this makes. If you compare the New Age community to a child who has been abused relentlessly, and they don't want to, they feel that they are powerless to actually rise up and challenge the abuse directly with the sacred masculine dynamic and say, I will not be abused anymore. This will stop. By any means that I need to use to make it stop. Okay? They won't do that. They're the abused child who sits back and says, I don't talk about the abuse that comes from daddy. I just accept it. I accept I can't do anything about it and I take it and I go within. I make a little world for myself inside my abuse. Like partitioning off you know a section of the personality or the brain of, of the mind. and I'm just going to stay in this little partition and pretend that all that abuse isn't really going on or that it doesn't matter. If you think about it, that's exactly the dynamic that the New age movement propagates. That's exactly what they're doing. It's an abused child that never wants to stand up against its abuser because it has identified with the victim role and believes somewhere down in the subconscious mind it always must be that way and I have to accept it. So they're silent on all the coercion and the violence of this world. You know? We don't talk about their tagline on image number 120. 4 uh, I'm sorry, 125. We don't talk about the abuse that mommy and daddy put us through. You know? If you ignore it, it goes away on its own. Don't you know that? You ignore all the negative. That's what the new age is telling you to do. You know? Don't look at that. Don't look at what's really going on in the world. Oh, you, Even if you see something bad, it's just an experience. You just have to ignore it. Let it go. Don't try to correct anything. Don't try to teach anybody the difference between right and wrong. Oh, those are all just relative, you know. Oh, it's saying that something is right or wrong, that's a judgment. Yeah, you're you're damn right it's a judgment. Yeah, it's it's called discernment and judgment, which have to be used to understand the difference between things that are good for our evolution and development and things that are not good for our evolution and development. It's called being an adult. It's called part of what being an adult is. Is understanding the difference between those things. And the New Age movement doesn't want any part of that. They want to be that little abused child that sits there and doesn't talk about the abuse. You ignore it, it goes away on its own. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Ladies and gentlemen, your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to what on earth is happening here on RBN. Don't go anywhere. Time to keep Welcome back everyone. You're listening to What on Earth Is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website What on Earth is dot com. As promised, I'm gonna take your calls for the duration of the show. As long as of course there are enough callers to take. If uh we somehow run out of calls to take, then I'll go back to uh presenting. But um looks like uh we usually um fill up the phone lines and uh Tonight shouldn't be any different, so uh, let us uh, let me give the call-in number for people who uh, want to call in. The call-in number is 800-313-9443. Once again, toll-free, 800-313-9443. No taboo topics. There never are on what on earth is happening. Call in, talk about anything you want, ask any questions about anything that I've covered up to this point. Uh, concerns, speculations, comments, anything is fair game. So, uh, let's go to the phones and let's hear from Josh in Virginia. Josh, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'd uh, just like to touch on the topic of uh, the cremation of care. Yes. And uh, I think it's done almost daily daily by people, even in the liberty movement, who, when they speak the words, what can I do? Yep. Uh, like you say, it's, it's victimization, and it's, it's self-defeating. Uh, and what you're doing is saying that you are powerless, and you are hopeless. And the truth of the matter is, if you would just listen to the um, inner spark, the divine nature of oneself you would know the truth and if you were had the courage to take actions that align with that then there would be no you know things would evolve as they should
3: that's
1: right i think it's i think it's a shame that people have become so you know under this mind control because it is true from birth We are taught to live a certain way in a certain system that denies what we truly believe for ourselves. And if we could only get in tune with that energy, then we might be able to live in a prosperous, bountiful world that is unlimited. And the whole neurosis or or the psychological uh, abuse that humanity uh, like you've been talking about in the co- Cosmic Abandonment yes. series, has taken, I mean, it's almost insurmountable. And we are a long ways from evolving to our true potential, which could be limitless. Absolutely. And that is the true gift that we are given. And to deny that, it, it, it hurts. I mean, I woke up crying the other morning. I mean, just at the state of the world. I mean, it's it's
3: hard. It's hard to even deal with the the depth that humanity has fallen to. You know, Josh, um, these are really words of wisdom. uh, uh, Very profound, what you're saying, because our potential is so great, we are not powerless. You know, we can make Mm -hmm. change happen. We can affect things in this world, you know, through our free will. And what you're saying really resonates with me, and uh, I find to be very, very true. Um, you know, if I, I say to people all the time, if people really knew who and what we were up against, there is no way they would not take any action. You know, I constantly get. I'm going to talk about the kind of people you're. Somewhat referring to, you know, that don't really take any action or even maybe say that they know what's going on in the world. And, you know, then you ask them, well, what are you doing? And they say, well, hey, what can I do? If they really knew who the people were that I'm talking about that are really manipulating the world, you know, if they really knew what was really going on for real, truly, in their own mind, in their own experience. They would be doing as much as someone like myself, if not more, because there's no way you would sit back and not take any action. I constantly, constantly, every day just about, get an email from somebody that says to me, You should talk about this. You should cover this. This is what I think is more important than anything you're talking about. You should be talking about it. You should be aware of it. You should be telling people about it. And I say to people, if you really think that's important, what are you doing to get that message out there? You know? I'm going to talk about the things I feel are the most important for people to understand. If you think something else is more important than that and you have knowledge of it, by all means, please go and put that out there to the world in the way that is the most distributed and free so that most people can hear about it. I get people who... who, email me and say, I know more about this, 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 and that than you do. Well, that's wonderful. I never claim to be an expert on everything. I never claim to have knowledge about every single aspect or facet of what is taking place in the world. Um, I consider myself a generalist that has a little bit of knowledge about, uh, try to have a little bit of knowledge about as much fields of interest as possible so that I can understand how they are interrelated and how they are all affecting each other. You know, I tell people, I ask people, well, if this is what you've studied, Right, And this is what you know a lot about. And you think everybody needs to know more and more about it. I type the person's name into a search engine or I ask them themselves in their email that they send to me. I I write back and I'll say, could you please send me your site that you've talked about this knowledge and this information? Where have you covered it? Instead of saying something to me in this long-winded email that I have 10,000 of that I'm probably never going to get to read the whole thing, okay... When I look for information, I don't do it in my email box, okay? I want a link where it's archived, where I can go and I can get in-depth knowledge on it, okay? You do that. Through, there's there's a methodology of doing this in the modern world. It's called the internet. Maybe people have heard about it out there, you know? And you put knowledge up on boards and websites, or maybe you write a book, okay? You know, books are still out there, too, People are still writing those, you know. And I ask people, well, where is all your knowledge about this? What are you doing to share it? And you know what always comes back? It's the same thing every time. It's a shame because I'm expecting something different still. I'm expecting somebody to come back and say, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to attach my website address in the first correspondence with you. I forgot to tell you about my book. Here's the link on Amazon or on Barnes & Noble or whatever okay it never happens it's always the same thing with the people who want to tell you what you should be covering it's the same thing every time it's a big goose egg it's a big knot nothing zero you know they never put themselves out there cuz it has everything to do Josh with what you one word you mention that this is all ultimately about courage Right. Courage. Courage to put your own name out on the line. Mark Passio is my given name, my given birth name. I don't use any aliases. Okay. I have put my address out there in in a presentation that I've done in the past. I don't care who knows what I'm doing or saying. I'm not going to run. I'm not going somewhere else. I'm staying right here and I'm going to speak the truth. And people write to me about other things. They say, how can I get spiritual protection? What candles do I have to burn, Mark? Should I buy certain kinds of incenses? Should I have certain statuettes or certain symbols around me? No. Where spiritual protection comes from is standing in the truth in your own courage. That's the shield of protection. It's not going to come from anywhere else. And I, I hope people begin to understand that. I really It's my wish for people to begin to understand that. So, Josh, I want to thank you for the call. Really profound insights there and something for people to think about deeply. So thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. More of your calls on the other side. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls in this hour. The toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Let's go to another caller. Let's hear from Bubba in Colorado. You're live on What on Earth is Happening.
6: You could have wrote our introduction. That's incredible. We want to do more. And it's all over the Internet, like you said, thousands of links, 10,000 links, Google and Yahoo search. (laughs) Type in 13 letters, B-U-B-B-A-S-C-O-U-T-R-E-B, and you'll see it on Twitter, LinkedIn, that YouTube covers it. As a matter of fact, that comment you made about that new, it's right there on the top of our Twitter page. It links to YouTube. We've taken over... All these YouTube sites, we did it. And you'll see their emblem, the vulture. It's everywhere. Once you set a Scout rev, it's everywhere. It's all over the Internet, 10,000 links. All right, well, let, let me let me
3: stop you for a moment. What kind of information do you cover?
6: Oh, it's called the destruction of Sovietization of America. What well, you're really discussing. Sure. Your committees decide for you. That's Sovietization. It's called destabilization. It's this. That's de- it's
3: definitely happening in, in this country for certain. No, no question about it. Uh, I, exactly. I look at it as a combination of corporate fascism and, what, as you refer to it, Sovietization. You know, social, socialism and creeping communism, et cetera. Definitely.
6: Well, we got this to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We're on their document in public view, and people are denying seeing it. It's called Germans Corner. Uh, it's been there three and a half years, mil. You'll see Bubba Scout Reb. And it's right there, what we're saying. Link to twitter.com forward slash Bubba Scout Reb with replies because they've altered Twitter to where you go to the one with tweets and replies. We're getting everyone around the world knows about this, and America is stupid. The comments we're getting, even from the... Uh, People that don't speak English, we don't read Chinese, and there's Indonesians around the world. And, and of course, Europeans speak all, they're all English-speaking. So Why aren't right. you fixing this? We can't, we give the number of Chairman Dempsey's office. They know who we are. U.S. Army War College approves us. They're command staff. It's all on the Internet, thousands of links. You can dial 703 nine one two one 24 seven and all you have to say we want bubba scout Rev's plan for colorado well, i
3: i certainly agree you know there's uh there's um a lot of things that people could be doing to get information out there that's stuff. what it's ultimately uh, about you know it's about taking real world action developing the courage to take real-world action, to put information out there for other people so that they can become educated and get out of the mind control that they're basically under to accept this tyranny that's growing in this country and every other. So uh, every little bit that somebody can do contributes to the effort and that's all people have to do is get involved, get on the playing field, put information out there you know, hopefully it's good information and it gets people to wake up and see what's going on and you know, then, then that information travels and it becomes more distributed so if anybody's out there doing something for for themselves and putting the information out there for themselves i'm all for that so i want to thank you for the call and uh let's uh move on to another caller let's hear from ryan in indiana ryan you are live on what on earth is happening welcome to the show
2: thank you mark um i had just um bought myself a sensory deprivation tank you're familiar with those.
3: Interesting. Uh, I am somewhat familiar with them. I've never actually um, participated in, you know, stepping inside of one and uh, experiencing it. I know what they're for. Um, have you uh, used it? And if so, what's been your experience?
2: Yeah, um, my experience was um, total, totally losing really the realization of physical self, and I was in a state of, uh, all I could describe it as is complete love, just surrounded by love, and um, when I got out, I felt um, like I was being reborn. Um, When I went in the float tank, I went in on crutches, I had to sprained my ankle a week before, and for the next two days after the float session, I walked on my foot as if, if I had never sprained it.
3: Hmm, interesting. And it's a salt water tank?
2: Yes, 800 pounds of Epsom salts and 11 inches of water.
3: Interesting. So it um, kind of almost puts you because of the deprivation of the five senses. It almost puts you right into a state of meditation upon laying in it.
2: Definitely, yes, and um, basically, what what on my research, um, it, uh, many people achieve um, alpha or theta brainwave states, right. um, which those brainwave states are only found supposedly in children and in people have meditated for years. And I wanted to know if that had anything to do with pineal gland activation, EEG coherence, or higher self-realization.
3: I think it very well could. And, you know, I think meditation is one way to uh, foster that should it be used in a balanced way to balance the brain and not take it into super right brain imbalance, but to bring it to the middle, to that state of what you just talked about, global EEG coherence, which is coherence across the two hemispheres of the brain through the corpus callosum and uh, development of both brain hemispheres simultaneously. So um, I think uh, this certainly can be a a methodology that is used to to do that and to, to keep it there. I think all of us could probably benefit from stepping outside of all of the uh the deluge of electromagnetic frequencies and sensory over uh indulgence that uh we're we're hit with sensory bombardment 24 hours a day in our culture here in the west so um i definitely think it's something that uh people should consider it. Of course, not everyone has the resources to get a dep- sensory deprivation tank, but you could do it in your own way mm-hmm. by simply quieting the thoughts and you know, practicing a simple form of meditation that is completely free and available openly to everyone. You know, it's uh, something that I've talked about in the past on the show, and it's one of the three modalities of thought along with concentration and contemplation, which also should be practiced in concert with the meditative form of, of human thought. So, uh, people don't think of th- these as forms of thought in many cases, but they indeed are. Uh, you know, being able to 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 stop the mind, to stop the chatter of the mind can often be very important to to achieving balance with within the mind and the brain. And um, it, it's something that I definitely think people should look into in their own way, in a way that is uh, available and comfortable to them because, you know, there's many different ways and methods of doing it. So uh, I'm glad to hear that this method worked out for you. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll continue to use it to maintain that balance.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing. Sure. Um, can you... Um, describe to me in any way your understanding using green speech or your um, comprehension of Latin, the word meditation and the, the word hypnosis.
3: Sure, meditation simply means to bring to the middle, to take to the middle, okay? So what you're doing is if there's a form of left brain imbalance, of chronic left brain imbalance, you're balancing that out by bringing the state of coherence to the middle of the brain to the equal union between the left and right brain hemispheres i'll continue that on the other side stay with us everyone
4: it was a cold silence
5: that we don't dare speak wall between us in a little so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on.
3: Welcome back everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We're taking your calls in this hour. we're talking to Ryan in Indiana he wanted me to break down meditation and hypnosis as words etymologically or in green language Uh, and uh, I was saying that meditation actually uh, derives from Latin medi and I mean it means ultimately to bring to the middle medi in uh, Latin is the middle or the center what you're trying to do through meditation is if there is a left brain imbalance to bring that imbalance to the middle which is a state of coherence and union between the left and right brain hemispheres instead of a chronic left brain imbalance one of the things you have to be careful of is not to go too far into right brain imbalance by the overuse of it because like anything it has a proper use and then it can be abused if not uh... used in a way to promote and maintain balance the word hypnosis uh... comes from greek roots Uh, Hypo in Greek means under, okay? And then gnosis is knowledge. So um this is one one way of looking at it is to be underneath of knowledge. Okay? So it's something that is knowledge that is underneath something, like meaning the subconscious. So you're you're going into you know you're being put into some sort of a suppressed state of consciousness uh, and you 're underneath the waking state of knowledge or active consciousness. another way of looking at hypnosis is suppression of a certain kind of spirit or a certain kind of um, uh, feeling so or influence, so people can look at like you know let 's say the desire to smoke tobacco products or something like that as that's the influence of something, the desire for something and what you would do through hypnosis is to suppress that influence. So it could be the suppression of the influence of something and it could mean a positive suppression of influence or a negative one where you're trying to suppress real knowledge from coming up from underneath the surface and keep somebody down, that's a negative form of hypnosis, which you could look at something like television as. So I would not see hypnosis as a unidimensional phenomenon or uni- unidimensional practice. It's something that, again, it's like occult knowledge. It means knowledge that's beneath the surface. You know, if you understand how to access or put somebody into those states of consciousness, it depends on the wielder the person who's using that influence, their state of consciousness that is going to determine the outcome, whether for good or for ill. So that's my take on hypnosis and my breakdown of the words, and I hope that answers your question. Let, let's move on and let's hear from Will in Florida. Will, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome.
5: What's going on, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say sure. thanks for using your, uh, your personal time to amass and share this information.
3: It was uh, an extreme effort. It's ongoing, you know. It, it's something that doesn't stop. So um, you know, that's another thing people have to understand. When you do this work, it's not like oh, it's just done one day and you're there. You know, it's ongoing. So uh, I, I, I thank you that you appreciate the, that time and effort that I've put in, and I, you know, uh, want to thank anybody else that's out there that's doing that great work.
5: Yeah, very much. Uh, so I have two questions on two vastly different topics, if that's sure. right.
3: Sure, go right ahead.
5: So with regards to the Anunnaki, if they were the ones that are pulling our strings, you know, they they interfered with our evolution, do you think they would really just abandon us like that, or do you think they're still pulling our strings via the political spectrum?
3: I, I have mixed thoughts on that. I think for the most part they did want to leave this place because for many different reasons it wasn't a hospitable uh, uh, environment for them that they didn't enjoy being really physically here on this planet. According to certain accounts, um, I think that they would much rather have been on their world rather than here on an away mission doing something that they didn't really want to do, but they felt needed to be done. But at the same time, all of the time that they spent here, you know, they were treated differently than they would have been treated on their planet. Like I said. Met, you know for many weeks they they were being treated as gods here so they got kind of got used to that and they liked that dynamic while they may have been in an in an inhospitable place physically uh, the the dynamic that they experienced with their quote offspring was like being worshipped as a god so they got used to that um, I think that it is qu- quite possible that they certain contingencies of them remained behind in a covert fashion and when i say covert i mean it doesn't necessarily mean that you know um that they had to even remain outside of this planet and you know be watching over it or something like that many of these beings integrated with humanity through inbreeding through actual physical inbreeding with our species and then over time i think their knowledge and experience just got you know became occulted knowledge you know, and th- they actually blended in with us over time. I think many of their bloodlines may still be here amongst us, living as a human being, but not you're not able to see the external characteristics or traits in a physical difference. They look like fully human. That's also very possible. I think it could be a mixture of both of these things as well. I mean, I'm not saying it's any one particular thing going on. I think that uh, it very well could be that You know, these beings may be monitoring our progress and seeing how their quote experiment or their quote young are doing from time to time. That could also be possible. So, do I think they just up and left and had nothing to do with us? No. But does this still? constitute an abandonment situation yes it does because it isn't like they really taught us truly the difference between right from wrong because hey did they really know it themselves by their actions by what they did you know all of these are questions that need to be pondered and asked and um, uh, again I don't really come down any with any hard line position one way or the other as to the extent to the that the original beings are still here with us or not, it could very well go either way. So I, I know that's not really a, uh, a hard-lined answer or a committed answer, but that, that's kind of where my thought on that is. It's not, it's not taking a hard stance uh, either way.
2: Yeah, I don't think we have
5: the possibility of knowing that answer, so that's, that's as good as it can get really right now.
3: Well, hey, maybe if if they initiate some kind of overt contact, we might know that answer, you know, in a a big way suddenly. But that's highly unlikely that they're going to do anything to just reveal themselves to us, because I don't think many of them really want humanity to fully understand the depths of their involvement with us. That's just my take. Okay. Okay, so you had another question?
5: Yeah, this one's uh, it's an overly debated topic. So, considering the harm none and do what you will principle,
4: mm-hmm.
5: I don't think I've ever heard your stance on abortion. And yeah, through my I've of knowledge, I've been, um, my stance is kind of slowly changing, so I was just curious. Yes, yeah, so I've
3: talked about it, I think, briefly, but never went into depth. I do consider it against natural law, and I don't condone abortion. Mm-hmm. I do think it is a wrongdoing. Okay, that's what I figured. Yep. Awesome. All right, thank you. You got it. Great. Thanks for the call, Will, from Florida. Let's hear from Chris in Arizona. Chris, you are live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Mark. Yeah, thanks. Good to talk to you, man. Sure. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, so I've been listening to you for a couple of weeks, and uh, for the most part, I could say I uh, pretty much agree with a lot of what you had to say, if not most of it. Um, my journey's been pretty interesting, coming out of fundamentalism, uh, fundamentalist Christianity for the last ten years.
4: Mm-hmm. Being
0: raised as a, a, you know, in a kind of a mixed home, Protestant, Catholic, all kind of that kind of stuff, taking it real serious, and then transitioning from that and seeing different uh, layers of the onion, so to speak, peeled back over the years. Oh, and right. uh, but one of the things that uh, that has always fascinated me it's always been real difficult uh, to swallow with the whole the Genesis. Accounts, you know, specifically Genesis three, the whole fallen, fallenness of humanity and all that. Right. And uh, when you brought in the uh, well, not just you, but uh, definitely your work, and a lot of others who talked about how um, that uh, that whole dynamic can be seen from a completely different perspective, uh, really not a theological one at all, but more of a anthropological one, or even an ancient alien and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, it really, really took me, uh, you know, by surprise. But then, as the more I listened to you, the more I read about it, I did some of my own research. So, the more plausible it became. So, uh, I just want to say thanks for, uh, for all the stuff that you do. I appreciate it. I think you're really uh, well balanced. I think you're uh, you're onto something.
3: Well, I, w- I want to thank you for maintaining an open mind despite you know, basically the belief system that you grew up in. And I'm not even going to say there isn't some core truth to all religion. I've talked about that in the past when I've talked about religion and astrotheology and the underlying, you know, core principles of morality that are integrated into these religions but often covered up, you know, in the process of belief. We'll pick this up on the other side. Stay with us, folks. Welcome back everyone. You're listening to What on Earth Is Happening. This is the last segment of the show for this episode. We were talking to Chris in Arizona who was uh saying that he uh started seeing some of the uh biblical teachings that he had uh been accustomed to during, you know, his uh his um uh religious teachings um in a different perspective as a result of, you know, looking at the story of Genesis and uh, examining different research from uh, different uh, people who were looking at this from perhaps a completely uh different perspective on that it could have been non human entities that were dealing with humanity and uh you know not the quote the quote god of creation being told about in uh, these these accounts and I was saying that I just think that that's uh you know speaks volumes to Uh, His open-mindedness and willing to go to where the evidence and the truth leads instead of just buying dogmatically into a uh, set of uh, faith-based teachings. And I'm not trying to say all religion should just be totally and completely thrown out because there are core truths that lie at the heart of some religious teachings that are about morality and are about Treating each other with respect and decency and, you know, it's not to say, you know, just abandon all of it and just live as beasts of the field. I've never said that from day one on this show. It has always been about seeing the core truth that lies at the heart of different traditions, but leaving all the rest of the faith-based trappings that are just there to get people to conform and follow and go along and believe what they're told. You know, so uh, Chris, I just wanted to say I have respect for your open-mindedness and willingness to to go there and, and do some research for yourself. Did you have anything else for us?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. I have one question for you. Thanks, uh, thanks, Mark. Sure. But, uh, the question that I had for you was that I've heard you speak uh, multiple times about uh, the the Archons, the the gods, uh, lowercase G, the yes. engineers, or whatever you call them. Yes. But I, I've also heard you differentiate when you talk about the. The Creator God, the Right. T right. and it seems to me that uh, that you have um, uh, an, an idea that that, uh, that whatever that entity is, that entity is good. Absolutely, and without any I without any
3: question, my mind at least, you know, you could say that may be my faith or my belief or you know what I feel at the core of my being. But absolutely, I, I think that that uh, force, if you will, being, intelligence, whatever you want to refer to it as is here for is is experiencing itself through all of the multifaceted life forms that are exist within creation and is learning and growing itself and is here uh, is actually providing the laws, the, the nurturing laws of creation for the be- betterment of the beings in this universe not as any kind of a mechanism of control or, or slavery which is what the dark occult thinks of that force. That's why they're in rebellion against it. You know, They think it's all there to con- as a controlling agent in this world view of if we can't do anything we want including hurt other people without consequence then that's got to be some kind of a force that's trying to control us. They want to be able to do whatever they want, no matter how ruthless or evil, without consequence, which is the overturning of natural moral law in creation, which is wanting to be God. So, um, you know, I absolutely agree with what you said. I do feel that that force not only exists, but it is something that is good.
0: That's, that's incredible. That's great. Yeah, My, what I was going to ask was, where did you, is that just tacit knowledge? that You've kind of just... Intuited, or was there something along your life journey that happened to you that, that gave you that ideation? Or I yes, I, su- I suffered
3: enough that. in my ignorance and ego as a, as a former Satanist. <laughs> suffering, okay, uh, suffering, sorry. snapped me out of that ignorance. Intense suffering, uh, which is what I tell everybody that asks me how I got onto the path of truth compared to the path of illusion and ego that I was going down, the answer is enormous suffering did that for me. Which is why, in many cases, that kind of enormous suffering can be a gift. You know, and in my case it was. I just heard the message that the universe was saying at some point and decided I'm going to go to where the truth leads. And my life has turned around in quality and gotten better and better ever since.
0: That's awesome, man. That's it that's an amazing Yeah, check check
3: out my podcast. A lot of that that some of those personal anecdotes are in there. If you go back to podcast one and listen forward, uh, you'll you'll get the big picture of what I'm talking about. If you do do it, if you go through the information that way, not just snippets here and there or, or videos here and there from YouTube, the 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 heart of the information lies in the podcast. I, I'd encourage you to to check those out.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I'll definitely do that. One more thing, if sure. I could just ask you real sure. quick. Um, sure. Time is always of the essence. Uh, with me, I got uh, I got three kids. I got a ten, a five, and a, a three year old. Understand. so, so it's difficult. But but I did want to ask you about that. Number one, uh, do you have any kids? And number two, is there anything uh, that you would be doing as a father um, in this day and age differently if you knew? That may that may be way too vague of a question. But as a dad, what can you do for your kids? If there's one thing you could say um, above all else.
3: I do not have any children and I've uh, essentially made the decision not to because of the quality of this world uh, and how you know, it seems to be deteriorating by the day. Uh, but um, you know, my advice for parents or potential parents is teach your children all about natural law. That's the number one thing that you can do to a child is to, from the time that they are born, Start beginning to talk to them about morality and natural law, the non-aggression principle combined with the self-defense principle in a balanced way. And if you do that, I think that's what real parenting is ultimately all about, those lessons. Real adulthood is about those lessons. And then you can't give any better gift to the next generation than to teach that very essence of morality to our young. That's my advice
0: man that, that's incredible you said that I, I hate to use the word but that's almost prophetic because one of the reasons why I've listened to you for so long and haven't uh, decided to turn the channel so to speak was because of what you talked about natural law because when I heard you talking about that and looked at some of your slides those are the things that I've been just intuitively telling my son especially because he's 10 right? and he's the oldest and my other you know, daughter is 5 um, for years as far as consequences go we've talked so many times about consequences and it seems like that for some reason it's something not uh, not a lot of people really uh, seem to hammer on and so right. you you uh, you have, <laughs> man, I just really appreciate how how you uh, elucidate that so clearly how there is a consequence for our actions instead mm-hmm. there's so much of the new age stuff out there that basically says do what you want and right it's you know, no strength test so it's ultimately about
3: the laws of morality, learning them yourself, teaching them to others. That's what the great work is. That's what we're here to learn and understand and live and put, put into practice in our lives. Chris, I want to thank you for the call and for uh, going to where the truth leads yourself. So that's what it's all about, my friend. Take care. All right. We'll do one more call or let's uh, go with tradition and let's wrap up with Ivan from Phoenix. Ivan, happy birthday.
5: Hey, Mark, uh, um, I don't even know what to say. You've had, uh, quite a few very good callers tonight. They brought up, uh, concepts, ideas, and, uh, you know explaining what you're putting out in such good way that i'm like oh well, i guess i don't need to call in anymore <laughs> because you got people that are picking up on this which is good
3: well hey i decided to to bring you in i went outside of the call queue a little bit other callers please forgive me for that but it is ivan's birthday today so i figured that you know we'd, we'd put him on the air and let him take the show out uh which has been uh tradition over the past few weeks so what do you have for us today my friend
5: Well, I had quite a few things, but I got all sidetracked listening to these callers. (laughs) They they brought up really excellent uh, excellent things. I'm telling Um, you,
3: Ivan, isn't it true, though, seriously, this show has the best callers out of any radio show in the world, period. I mean, I, I can't even believe it myself. It's amazing. The quality of callers that call into this show blows my mind.
5: Yeah, I'd agree with that because um, you listen to other shows, even other shows hosts, they're kind of in the effects realm all the time, nine times out of ten, effects, effects, effects realm, whereas the callers to this show, nine times out of ten, are in the causality area. That's right. So it it makes bringing in calls that matter and not just beating around the bush
3: kind of stuff, you know? That's exactly correct. Yep. And yes, Ivan, I'm, I'm sorry the, the, the break music has caught us we're coming up to the end of the show but I just wanted to say happy birthday my friend and thanks for, for calling in You know, making it on the show and bringing up that great point ladies and gentlemen, remember there's only two mistakes that one can make on the path to truth not starting and not going all the way we'll see you right here in two weeks from today thanks for listening good night everyone